joining us on the line, we have the folks from Hospice Georgian Triangle. Uh, first up, we're going to have a chat with Jennifer Kerr. She's the integrated caseworker, <laughs> easy for me to say, at Hospice Georgian Triangle. Now, Jennifer, before we get into specifically what's happening there, just an overview. What does Hospice Georgian Triangle do? Because many people confuse it with the hospital or something else. So thanks for asking. Hospice Georgian Triangle um, is a is a residence for people who have a palliative diagnosis. Um, so usually they have a, at least a, a two months or um, a bit more to to live. Um, so we have uh, ten back. 10 beds currently in the back um, that we're very happy to have. Um, and and yeah, so we have residents in the back that we take care of, but then we also have um, programming too as, as well that we, that we serve into the community. Let's talk about what's happening at uh, Campbell House. Uh, obviously, you, you must be under some restrictions that you normally wouldn't be under right now. Yes, yes. We um, there has been definitely some big changes at Campbell House. Um, we've had to uh, send our volunteers home, so we're really missing all our lovely volunteers mm, right I'm now. Sure. Um, and our clinical staff has been nothing but amazing about um, stepping up and having to follow these additional safety requirements that um, that we've had to do. Which means we've had to unfortunately restrict our visitors um, to one visitor per resident, which has been extremely challenging. Um, so we've had to get a little bit creative um, by doing, you know, either window visiting, um, FaceTiming. Um, we've been putting up the phones to our residents' ears to, to, to be able to talk to, talk to their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and some families have been even creating these beautiful signs at the windows just to show their love and support, which has been absolutely wonderful. Well, and when you talk about support, you guys have even extended some of your, your support and, and your uh, services to the entire community we have yeah so um we're very proud to be hosting uh this group on zoom called uncertain grief um and it's being held every monday at 10 a.m um and it's for anyone who's out in the community who's feeling uncertain at this time or is feeling some discomfort about what's going on um it's a lot to take in for our mental health so we wanted to offer something for people to to be able to come together and have a safe place to to talk about how they're really feeling about all this it must be very challenging, even more challenging times uh, with these restrictions. I know that uh, I have uh, friends who have loved ones just in long-term care, and those restrictions are crushing them. This must be really horrible when the fact that palliative care is about trying to end life by being together. Exactly. It's extremely challenging for us to, to have to do that because, of course, that's not our mission um, at all to have to restrict the family members from coming in. So it's been more than crucial for the staff to really step up and, and make sure that our patients are, are being well taken care of and they know they're not alone. Um, so, you know, the clinical staff has been so incredible at uh, working really hard to, to ensure the family members that our residents are, are, in fact, being very well taken care of, for sure. Uh, and obviously they are doing the best that they possibly can for the patients uh, that are in a hospice, but how are the staff themselves actually coping with the safety requirements and not having uh, those right-hand volunteers that they normally would have? It was it was extremely hard, especially at the beginning when all this started. You know, we all kind of really had to scramble and um, and find ways to, to make it work, um, but... 
we have such an amazing team at Hospice Georgian Triangle, and I can truly speak to that. Uh, everybody's been so supportive of each other, and we're constantly coming up with um, ideas to, to be able to, to support not only ourselves, but everybody in the residence. And, and we're always coming up with, with new ideas, which has been so great. Uh, on the good news story, uh, you have some more beds uh, that have been opened up uh, in the last little while. How is that going? Are you uh, are you already using? Are you maxed out in terms of of those new beds? Um, so yeah, so we're very happy about the funding of those new beds, um, and you know it did come at a at a at a time where it is challenging. Mm. But again, you know our staff has really stepped up to make it work. Um, I can't speak to how many beds um, are being used at right now as of today. It's um, it's up and down, but sure. um, it's been going really well as in terms of of getting ad- admissions in and um, you know just finding ways to uh, ensure that we're um, we're not. Uh, risking having anything brought into the hospice. We're working um, very hard every day um, to to make sure we have the proper PPE and we're getting the right supplies. It's um, it's been again, it's been challenging, but we've we've been, we've been really making it work. In terms of PPE and supplies, how are you guys holding up? I think um, we've been doing well for now. Um, We've been, uh, Sarah Rohde, actually our safety and assurance officer there, has been working tirelessly um, making sure that uh, we're well equipped and and is constantly in contact in the community making sure uh, that we have enough supplies. So I think we're doing okay for now, but um, yeah, it's it's hard to say in the the near future if if we're going to be able to keep up, but I think for now we're, we're doing a great job. Jennifer, uh, congratulations to you and the entire frontline team over at Hospice Georgian Triangle for the for the amazing work you guys are doing, and and thank you for your support. Thank you for having me. Now, along with those frontline workers, the uh, job of making sure financially the the uh, Hospice Georgian Triangle is up and running uh, falls to those doing the fundraising. And part of that team is Kelly Cooks, and she's the Community Events and Engagement Coordinator. Kelly, these, uh, I mean, it's always tough trying to raise money for a nonprofit, but this has got to be uh, the hardest challenge you've had. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely more challenging these days. I mean, just before all of this started, um, the Ontario government had just approved us to open those four more beds. So mm. um, we have had to increase our fundraising because of that. And then as soon as we started ramping up to open those four more beds, then the pandemic hit and we've had to do that, which, which the team did um, at a rapid pace. They got it done ahead of schedule. Um, so 10 beds are fully operational. Um, but there's also a lot of increased costs due to the pandemic. So, yeah, fundraising is more critical than ever before. Especially hit at a bad time, not only the fact that you got those new beds, but this is traditionally your big fundraising time. In fact, 50% of your, your fundraising goal for the year comes out of this time of the year. Yeah, this is one of our largest events of the year, um, the hike or bike for hospice. That's typically what we're doing at this time of the year. So um, what we decided to do was to turn it into a virtual event this time. I love this idea because, quite, quite frankly, the hike and bike event, what I like personally about it, not only does it does fundraise for an amazing organization, but it's a great way for the community to get together. And, and you see the smiles on everyone's faces when we all gather. Sadly, we're going to have to do it individually, but we can still kind of be together on social media with this. 
Absolutely, yeah. One of the things we thought we would do to have a bit of fun with it is we would ask the community to do activities that we would normally do at the hike and bike. So, I mean, you could go for a walk with your dog, you could get on your stationary bike, um, and or you could fire up the barbecue, you could paint your kids' faces, <laughs> and, you know, all the kinds of fun stuff we typically do together, we can do it apart, and what we're hoping to do, and we're starting to see quite an uptake of it, is people sharing photos and videos online, um, on social media, um, and tagging us, and they're use- we're asking everybody to use the hashtag HOB for HGT, um, and we're also adding these photos and videos to the Hike or Bike website, so... Um, under the gallery tab. So it's been pretty entertaining to see some of those ones come in. (laughs) It's a a fabulous idea, and I I can totally understand why people are taking on it, because it's even really quite easy. First step is, I guess, you register, then you ask for people to donate, and then you just accomplish your task any time this month. Exactly. I know. One of our longtime supporters I saw on social media when we kind of announced this let's build community together while apart. And he said, well, that's great. I can, I can fundraise for hospice, but I don't have to hike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got me sold. Uh, <laughs> if folks want to find out more about how they can support hospice, Georgian triangle, uh, and, uh, and, or get involved in hiker bike online, what should they do? Kelly? Uh, they should go to the website, hospicegeorgiantriangle.com. Kelly Cookson, thank you so very much. Jennifer Kerr, appreciate your time here on the Talk of the Town and all the best to everyone over at Hospice Georgian Triangle. Thanks, John. Thanks, Mel.